Okay, late Sunday night episode <laughs> that I never do. Um, welcome to the Fearless Five Sunday night edition. <laughs> uh, I'm just completely abandoning the format of the podcast. It's supposed to be five days a week, and it never is, and it's supposed to be five minutes long, and it never is. So in interest of the pandemic and totally using the pandemic as my excuse, well, it's not really an excuse. It's kind of all of our reality, but I'm just, I'm throwing out the format. So if I end up doing these at night and then you get them first thing in the morning, yay. Um, I think I recorded two last week. Did I do a third one? I meant to do a third one and I wanted to get to that. Um, the last, the thing that I wanted to talk about that I said I was going to talk about, I didn't do cause my, my week got away from me. So we'll catch up with that now, which is kind of cool. I wanted to tell, I wanted to talk about two things on the podcast and they're, and they're brief. Um, but I first wanted to tell the story that I said I was going to tell that had to do with yoga and my mom dying and like, <laughs> like energy work. This is not going to be dark. Don't worry. This is actually going to be kind of cool. Um, because my mom died when I was young. And so I got into yoga Well, I'd been into yoga um, since I was a teenager and my mom died when I was in my twenties and I was living in Phoenix, Arizona, kind of cool, uh, yoga places out there. Like I, I did yoga as a teenager growing up in Northern California, but it was self-taught. Like I got books. I'm going to date myself here, but we didn't have the internet back then. Yeah. So books were my option and I really couldn't afford to go to a yoga studio. Really wasn't on my radar back then. I was kind of a wild kid, but I did work and have jobs and money. It was just, I needed the money for survival. We were a poor family. (laughs) So anyway, after my mom passed away, I turned heavily to my yoga habit and I love me some Shavasana. Okay. I understand some people in the world don't, um, but this might get you to give Shavasana another chance here. You know, now that I'm in yoga teacher training, um, I'm definitely going <laughs> to extol the virtues of Shavasana for the rest of my life um, and tell this story forever. So it was shortly after my mother died, which, you know, 16 years ago. So, you know, November um, 20, 2004. I'm in the habit of saying 2020, right? So uh, this will be the first half of the podcast is this little story here. So I was doing yoga and I was really into, I still have it. Um, the Shiva Ray, um, Shakti, what's it called? Shakti rhythm CD. It was, God, I keep dating myself, but anyway, it was like red and yellow. Okay. Loved that CD. Always played it for my yoga practice. Um, had my little mat rolled out, had my Shiva Ray music going, (laughs) Shakti Rhythms, I think is what it's called. And I'll never forget just kind of, you know, yoga helps us with this, I don't know, dealing with the hard emotional things. Like we think we're just holding difficult and challenging poses, but it's, it's how we handle everything in life. Right. And you got to breathe through it and all. And I'm, and I'm breathing through this yoga practice and I don't really, I don't remember what I did on the yoga practice, but I'll always remember this Shavasana and it was very still. I didn't have pets back then. So it was just me in this, this room doing my yoga with my music and I just was crying in Shavasana because doesn't everybody, um, <laughs> I was grieving my mom's loss and I was just, she had died very quickly of CJD. And so, you know, I just, I had no warning. I didn't, it was uncharted territory for me. 
I didn't know um, what we know today about the genetic mutation in the family. I was kind of broadsided by the whole thing. So she went really fast and I was just, I was so emotional in, in Shavasana because news flash, yoga does help a lot of, it helps churn out a lot of emotions that are kind of locked in the body. And so I was just really kind of in pain, just like a, a, a heartache feeling. I'll never forget that I was laying in Shavasana thinking, man, my mother was so... Um, she was hard to deal with as she was sick and dying um, because of the nature of the disease. And, and she hadn't wanted to, I had wanted to hold her hand and, and she did not want that. Uh, and I should say with CJD, um, there's a lot of um, what is called myoclonus or cerebellar, cerebellar ataxia, uh, which is like jerky muscle movements. So yeah, it's sensically I can understand now, like she probably didn't want anybody to realize how much her hands were shaking and how much her muscles were jerking, but she didn't want her hand held, um, bottom line. And after she rapidly died, I, I was doing this yoga practice and the Shavasana and crying about how much I missed her and, and how much I wish I could go back and like hold her hand, you know, one more time. And it was at that moment in Shavasana that I felt this fire go through my hand, um, and I should say, like, this is, like, long before any spiritual awakening happened for me. Like, I wouldn't say I was a skeptic because I was doing yoga and I'd done yoga forever. It was kind of like my gateway drug to spirituality. But I was raised an atheist. I wasn't really into the whole God thing. I probably never uttered the word God. <laughs> I didn't believe in energy. I'd never heard of energy. I'd never heard of energy work or anything. Um, I was, like, 25 years old uh, trying to just, like go to college and work internships and a job and grieve my mother. And, and I just, you know, I didn't have time for a spiritual awakening. <laughs> it was lucky I had time for yoga. And so I, was, I had this experience where I'm literally getting emotional in Shavasana and crying my eyes out and thinking, I wish I could hold my mom's hand one more time. And then it was like this, this feeling of heat went through my hand and it was like, oh my God, like, she's holding my hand. Like, this is like from, this is like happening. Like this is an experience, like something from the beyond, like this is her spirit or her energy or whatever. And then I was like, Oh God, what does this shit mean? Like <laughs> sometimes you're not ready to have any spiritual awakening. So it was kind of like a freaky thing. And I, for me, it was a freaky thing at the time, not at all back then the, the person I was uh, or the person I am today I was I was nowhere near conscious of anything I wasn't a big meditator I was I was yoga that was it I was just doing yoga and you know I didn't I didn't even get into Reiki until 2012 um yeah it was it, it, and, and now I can say that that feeling would, would have been comparable to like feeling Reiki energy and go through your hands. But it was, it was very specifically a heat. It was like a fire, like a flame went through my hand. And as I was thinking that I was, it was a most, one of the most spiritual intuitive experiences of my life. And it was so cool and I'll never forget it. And I, I probably don't tell that story enough. I probably don't talk a lot about I don't know, spiritual or energetic experiences that I've had like that enough. I probably don't. So that's kind of a cool experience that I had way back in the day doing a Shavasana. I hadn't even begun 
hanging out at the Southwest Institute of the Healing Arts yet. Like that was my hangout before I ever went to college there. And, you know, that didn't happen until 2008 after I got out of a bad relationship. And, you know, like everything that I did to kind of like awaken happened awake. I hate that, that any word about like awakening or being woke or whatever, it's kind of lame, but you know, having a spiritual (laughs) awakening came much later. I, but I, I, I was having a spiritual experience without having had any spiritual (laughs) experiences ever before. So, um, I wanted to share that story and then I'm going to come back after a quick little 30 second break here. Uh, I want to tell you kind of like how I define um, being the architect of your own destiny. So hang on. So it's a two-parter today. Why not? It's a Sunday night. Um, Had a crazy week, which I feel like I'm saying that every week and like I can't get it together and do the podcast in its proper format. So I'm doing what I can uh, when I can, even if it's a Sunday night, which is I get like a burst of energy at the end of the weekend like this and then I crash. But Second part of the podcast, aside from talking about yoga and energy and spiritual awakenings and whatnot, is um, defining destiny architecture and defining you being the architect of your own destiny. Because look, I'm Heather Larson, your host of the podcast, and also I'm a certified transformational life coach. I'm a Reiki master. I'm really good at talking, (laughs) which is funny because when I coach, I don't talk that much. Um, I listen, which is how I coach. I'm a listener. I listen to you and I feed your words back to you like a freaking court reporter. Okay. That's one of my skills. Um, and, and, and I don't, I don't like to talk a lot during Reiki. I like people to zone out when I send them Reiki and I really miss doing in-person Reiki sessions, but it's not going to happen again until after the pandemic, which I'm willing to accept that that's probably at least a year away, but you can get a a Reiki session on the website. Just know that it'll be through Zoom. So everything's through Zoom right now. Um, So in talking about, you know, destiny architecture, my firm belief as a coach is I listen to you and hear you. I don't just listen to you. I hear you. I see you. I hear you. And I empower you because you are the architect of your own destiny, you know, I'm not a therapist. I'm not a consultant. I'm a coach. I am coaching you. Like I'm here to bring out the best in you and empower you. So, you know, it's, it's all about you. Um, you know, yeah, I've done a lot of things and been through a lot of things and survived in my life and and that's great, but it's, I'm not going to tell you what to do or how to do it. I'm not going to give you the answers. I'm here to empower you to find your own answers. I want to help you learn how to find your own answers if you don't know how, you know, or if you kind of have the answers and you just need like someone to help get you there and kind of facilitate your change and growth. Like I'm your girl. I'm there for you. So I have this page on destinyarchitecture.com and it's, it's called, are you a destiny architect? And it's been up there for years. And I decided tonight that I would just kind of like give it one edit, (laughs) one really important edit, Um, because here's what's been on like, what is a destiny architect? I talk about how, you know, you're limitless and and, and you're very into personal development or self-help, usually from a spiritual aspect, um, you know, kind of into that. Um, you're not afraid to take action. You see yourself as active and creative and you're, you're, you're going to make things or you're going to do things. You're going to create things like you're not passive. Like you're not the consumer, you're the creator like that. 
I don't even think I actually, that's better than what I wrote on the, <laughs> that's better than what I wrote on the, on the page. It's a whole page. Uh, if you go to destinyarchitecture.com, click on, are you a destiny architect? You can read the whole thing. I got like several points here, you know, you're flexible. Um, you're willing to grow. You're, you're going with the flow. Um, you know, you know how powerful you are. You're not a people pleaser. You're focused. Okay. So that's, that's nine things. Is that nine thing? That's nine things. Okay, so I added a new thing. This is the ninth thing that I added tonight. And I think this is really important. And it's really short. And I'm just going to read it because I just kind of banged it out. Because it's been on my mind. It's been on my, my heart to share. And, you know, I'm a very heart-centered coach like that. Like, I will get the download and it goes on the podcast and it goes on the blog and goes into the goes into the coaching practice. So um, the number one thing, I decided I'm just going to keep evolving the page and adding to it. Um, I don't think I need to take away from it, but I definitely had to add this to it. And I think it's the most important aspect of being the architect of your own destiny and being that empowered change maker in your life and in the world. And, you know, number one thing, you are ready to grow. Okay. Cause what I offered it, I offer heart centered coaching. That's what I do. I'm, I'm designing everything I do so that you're empowered to grow, you know, everything from the, the free downloads that I offer on the website to coaching packages to the podcast. I want to, I want to help you grow, but I'm not going to give you the answers as I probably say constantly. Um, I want to empower you to find your own answers, to be in tune with your own heart center, you know, but here's your end of the deal. That's my spiel. Here's what I need from you. Like, you've got to be willing to put in the work. I demand sweat equity of my clients. I need to see you sweat. I need to see the smoke coming out of your ears. And I have think, I've said this even when I was just coaching street addicts and detox. Like, I need to see smoke coming out of your ears. I need to see some effort. I need to see you try or I'm not going to give a shit. Literally, I literally have run clients off and said, you don't care. You don't need to be here. You're not trying. You're not doing this for the right reasons. So, you know, I know you're probably not hiring me because you're a street addict. <laughs> I get that. Um, but I'm kind of a badass. Like, I'm kind of hardcore. I'm kind of a hard ass. And if I don't think that, I won't take you on. I've, there's been many times I've said no to taking people on as a client. And I'm not taking you on. If you're just, if I just think that you're like, here to just like spend some money and talk to me for an hour. I'm not going to waste your time or money or my time. Like I'm not about that. Like if I think, Oh my God, this person really like really wants to, to work with me, but wants to work on themselves. Like they're really going to like do the homework. Like they're probably going to actually go back and listen to the recording of our session on zoom. Like you're probably you know, you're probably going to be responsive. Like you're probably going to listen and, and not like waste the opportunity that coaching provides, you know, like sweat equity is important. And yeah, I need to see you work because, <laughs> you know, trusting me as your coach, like I, I, I want to see you progress. Like I want to see you make the effort. I'm not going to do it for you. You will not be coddled. You know, you're going to have to make the effort to get what you want out of life. And you're going to have to do it from the standpoint of standing in your power. You know, I'm here to root for you. Like, I'll be a cheerleader and everything, but I'm also going to call you out. <laughs> I'm going to call you out on your own shit. Why? Because so many people did it for me. And it's awesome. 
Airbnb doesn't feel so good in the moment. (laughs) Okay, it never feels good in the moment to have your own stuff just kind of slap you in the face through the mouth of a a friend or a coach or a counselor or therapist. But does it make me grow? Yes, that's why I'm here. I'm going to grow. I'm going to keep growing. And I'm going to keep, you know, seeking knowledge and knowledge of self and outside knowledge. And I'm going to keep growing. And, you know, I, I don't even want to hang around with friends anymore who aren't willing to put sweat equity into their life and grow because a lot of people don't, don't want to grow. I'm finding out a lot of people want to be stuck. They want to play the victim they want to say, well, I can't do this because, uh, nah, 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 and, or I'll never do this, or I can't, nah, 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 nah. and there's just a lot of like disempowerment going on. And I'm not feeling that. I don't have time for that. I want to get better. And even in a pandemic, um, especially in a pandemic, there's a lot of ways that have really changed this year. And I've, I've changed who all I hang around with. Well, who are we hanging around with? Um, you know, I've changed who I'm... <laughs> who I'm Zoom calling with, phone calling with, um, you know, it's important that I'm, a, I'm surrounded by people who are going somewhere, people who get better. Like if we've been friends for years and years and years and you hate your life and you never work to change it, I don't know that I'm interested anymore. Um, it's, it's kind of a boundary I have to have. Like, and there are people in my life who like, for whatever reason, <clears throat> they're gonna they're gonna live in the same town forever and have the same job forever and like they're super stable and I'm not talking about those kind of people like they're, they're still gonna grow in other ways I'm just saying like if you have you know if you're a friend of mine or you know family member and you you say like you know I really hate my life I hate where this is going I hate my career I want to change it and that just becomes a drum that you beat for the months turn into years, the years are tacking on, like, you know, you can read all the self-help books in the world, uh, you can go to all the seminars, you can get on all the mailing lists, I get it, like, you, you get on every, every coach's mailing list, and then you get little nuggets in your inbox every day, I do it too, like, I got a few favorites, um, <laughs> Maybe I'll share who they are someday. Um, you know, you can read all the Tony Robbins in the world. You can read all the Mel Robbins. And the, why is everybody, why are the coaches named Robbins? You can watch all the Oprah Super Soul Sunday. Um, join all the Patreons. Um, but if you're not actually doing anything with the stack of self-help books, you're a collector. <laughs> you know, you're <coughs> struggling with allergies today. Um, you know, if you're, if you're not actually growing and changing, stop, just stop buying all the self-help books, return them, take them to the used bookstore and get a new hobby. Cause if you're not actually willing to put in the work, it is just a hobby, you know? Um, like I've tried a lot of things like knitting. I suck at knitting. I'll probably keep trying it this winter cause there's nothing else to do. Um, where I live, the infection rate right now is a whopping 24% uh, in Sedgwick County, where I live. 24% today. Uh, it means like one in four people tested is coming back positive. That's disgustingly just staggering. Just We have a huge problem here. We're one of those red zones. I think I've mentioned it many times before. So yeah, I'm going to be locked in this winter, 
reading the book collection, working on being a horrible knitter, <laughs> horrible at needle crafts. And, and then, you know, if I, if I suck at it, I suck at it. Cool. Um, but at least I'm trying something. And that's the thing. I see a lot of people who just want advice and don't actually put any effort in. And I'm working on a blog about this, so I probably shouldn't give it's just long enough already for a podcast um because I will do another podcast about it and it'll be it'll be a blog but you know I want to find you know only the people who are really interested in working to change themselves and better themselves and you need to understand that that's crappy work to do like it's hard work it's frustrating I've been frustrated many times this year working on myself super overwhelming sometimes daunting sometimes it's really embarrassing to, to look at your own shit just bottom line it sucks there's no fun happy positive stuff when you're really working on yourself it gets a little bit ugly it gets embarrassing and you know you're doing it by yourself so unless you're like doing it with a therapist um, you know which is something else I do too um I get therapy you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very into my personal growth and, you know, that's, it's like a non-negotiable thing for me. Um, I've always been into something, whether it's just fitness and nutrition, um, when I was younger, um, or whether it's that plus (laughs) over the years, it's evolved into like that plus Reiki and, you know, yoga, Reiki, coaching, personal development, psychology, like, let's roll it all in. Let's roll all the personal development together. And, you know, you get, life is kind of a practice like that. And it should be like, I should be getting better at things that I'm trying to get better at. Like I'm learning Polish, um, working on my genealogy. Those have been like, these are the weird things that I do weird things, but these are my hobbies this year. And they're all kind of boring things, genealogy and knitting boy, do I know how to party, but whatever. I'm <laughs> more than seven years sober. So I got that going for me. Um, but that's how you grow. And, and to me, I don't grow unless I'm sober and that, but that's just me. Um, not everybody's going to agree with that. That's cool. But you know, find what you need, find what you need to grow and grow. Don't be afraid to attempt to grow make a mistake and fall flat on your face. I probably will never stop saying that. I've been saying it on this podcast from the start, you know, go make mistakes, go fail, fail as hard as you possibly can screw up for years. You will eventually figure out so much growth through that. Like you get to know yourself so much better. And that to me is, is like, you, you can't pay for that <laughs> from, you can't buy that. You can't go to a store and pick that off the shelf. And I think we live in a society where like, we all want to pick it off the shelf. Like we just want it. We want it now. We want that instant gratification. You know, how can I fix me? Well, <laughs> I've been trying to fix me for like an, an entire lifetime. You guys, it ain't over. You know, we're not, we're, we're not perfect yet. You know, I think, I think God will take me home when I've reached perfection, but that's not up to me. It's up to the Lord. Um, but that's also my own personal belief system. I know not everybody believes in God or spirituality and that's cool too. You know, like everything's welcome here. You're welcome here no matter what your religion is, or if you have no religion or if you hate religion, it's cool. You know, I lean more towards, uh, the spiritual realm of things, you know, 
having grown up an atheist, um, it's a chosen path for me to learn about things like yoga, Buddhism, um, the Hindu religion. I'm a born again Christian. Believe me, I can connect it all. Like I'm a, I'm a spiritual nerd like that. Like I had an aha moment this weekend between like my Bible study group. We were, we have a zoom Bible study and we were studying Philippians two, And it was talking about carrying the light and what major Hindu holiday was this weekend? Diwali, which is about, come on, spoiler alert, carrying the light, you know, being a light in the darkness. So, I mean, I can, every religion is virtually the same and yet different and multifaceted, but I can connect them like that, like... There's a direct correlation to me anyway that I see between Philippians 2 and the Hindu holiday of Diwali, you know, like, and it's so, I'm going off on tangents tonight. Um, But yeah, it's a dark time living in a red zone. Every day is terrifying here. I'm not going to lie. My anxiety is really high and I don't sleep. I don't. It's, It's insomnia. Like every night there's probably like three or four hours I don't sleep. Because a lot of people I know are sick, buried a couple people. It's it's been horrible um, since September, and it's only getting worse. And I want to just remind people that um, my friend she died on October 9th, and um, that was after a friend of mine killed themselves on September 22nd. But my friend she died on. October 9th, our infection rate in the county on that day was somewhere around 6%. Um, and now it's about four times that. So, and our hospitals are pretty much full and it's, it's kind of a crisis for healthcare workers. So I'm not particularly excited right now about what the next couple incubation periods is going to bring, you know, by the middle of January. And I'm just being honest, um, it's a dark time and it is our job to carry the light. And unfortunately, um, some of the people that I know who, um, have COVID right now, they are recovering. Um, but there's, (laughs) there's overwhelmingly too many and I don't know how they're all doing. And that's disturbing too. And, and some of that is a choice that, I got to step away and not know how people are doing um, because it's too much. I'm just going to have to live in a place where I am told everybody is recovering and not need to know more detail than that right now. So, well, this was a podcast that went in a different direction and <laughs> that I didn't expect and uh, ended up being about three subjects instead of two. And I thought it was going to take me five minutes and it didn't. And that's, you know, that's the fearless five. I'm a giver and <laughs> I'm going to go cry now. Um, Cause it's been really hard and I don't know where everybody's, I know, I know like people are listening from all over the world and, and I'm in the middle of the United States and it's really bad here. And, um, uh, it's the the rate has gone up every single day. So send some some good vibes our way. Send some prayers our way. Um cuz it's 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 just really hard. And uh yeah, try to be that light, I guess, and awaken spiritually and and work hard for your own personal growth. So, 
that's my message. Message. That's my message tonight as I get all tearful and uh, go to bed. So I will talk to you as soon as I possibly can. And hopefully that'll be tomorrow. Um, I've got time tomorrow. I, I have absolutely no doubt that I'll be able to do the podcast tomorrow. <laughs> Oh, God, it's a long story. Can you tell uh, everything's a long story and I'm incapable of telling a short story? Cool. So website is destinyarchitecture.com. If you are interested in working with me as your coach, um, book there. Um, You pay on the website, in the store, and then I get in touch and we work out a time. So there's an introductory coaching package and I'm going to be really honest that's going away on December 31st last day to purchase that so and I'm probably going to change the price on digital downloads on December 31st as well and more on that coming if you watch you know the website Facebook social media and stuff um yeah and everybody's texting me too so I gotta go It's like 10, it's 10 p.m. on a Sunday night. What are these people doing? Um, (laughs) Hopefully it'll be a better week. Um, God, I hope it's a better week. Uh, But given, given the, the writings on the wall, it's probably not going to be a very fun time. And I'll just accept that and try to live as best as I can in these times and try to carry that light as best as I can. And if the only way I can do that is through a podcast and going to work every day, then that's where we're at. So make it a great week. <laughs>